horror fiends and horror hounds. This is Brett from Dimension Z, joined as I am every week by Greg of the Dead. How you doing, man? Doing good. How you doing? Awesome. And welcome back, intern Corey. Hey, what's up? I picked this movie again. Yeah, this is Corey's fault. It's a good movie. I gotta be truthful. The first half an hour of the movie, before the thing happens, I was like, this is so dumb. It's such a generic horror movie. This is like, it could doesn't even matter that it's on Christmas. It could be on Easter. It doesn't matter whatsoever. And I was so mad at it, and I was ready to come in here mad. And then it got better, and because the thing happened in the middle of the movie, and I was like, oh, okay. Told you. Um, Real quick, full spoilers for this movie. I know it's on new release, but I want to say that because there's a huge twist in it. So before we accidentally reveal that, man, that caught me so off guard because I was the same way. I wasn't like, oh, it's so bad. But I'm like, okay, it's standard, whatever, babysitter, trying to protect the kids and stay alive movie. Not Still enjoying it, you know what I mean? But nothing like to write home about. And then that happened. I was like, oh, okay. I was mad at its genericness. But I, but then once once the thing happens, oh. it makes the genericness so much better. To the point, I'm like, they don't even have knives. He has a shotgun. That's not scary. What is, like, the dad in the FBI? Is that why the New Jersey Devils guy from Seinfeld has a gun? <laughs> Shotguns are a pretty common thing to have. That's pretty yeah. standard. Well, that's that's a, what I was thinking. I'm like, nothing. Is Putty a secret agent or something? And this is like oh, a I guy mean, coming in. Well, hey, no, not because he's a shotgun, because why are these people? I got you now. Okay. Yeah, uh-huh. like why are they attacking this random house? Why did they pick <laughs> them? I thought you meant only the FBI had shotguns. No! I, saying, I, have a, I have a gun in my dresser drawer. I was just <laughs> like, why are they attacking them out of like, why not the house next door? Because they I were in Florida. You. Alright, this is Better Watch Out from 2016, the second part of our holiday horror double feature. Ho, ho, ho. Um, Brett, you have some credits for me. Uh, directed by Chris Packover. <laughs> he's, he's, done, he's done nothing else of consequence. No, he also wrote it, and it's produced by, like, a shit ton of people. Um, the one guy that produced it, uh, Brian Thornquest, um, also produced another, a, a future intern Corey pick called Bloody Hell. Uh, it's, it's another Australian movie and we all know I, you know, it's Australian. It's going to be way better than anything that comes out of New Zealand. Well, because of, we already said spoilers, but I won't completely spoil everything, but how it ended, it kind of sets up for like a sequel if you want to kind of thing. And I Googled, you know, better watch out too. And there's all these things of like, will it happen? It probably won't happen. And then Google gives like, uh, I like uh, questions. I guess other people have asked or something like the top ones, and one of them was, "Why are the doorknobs so high?" And better watch out. And I was like, "I didn't notice that, but why are they?" And then I saw the Australia thing. Well, originally it was supposed to be shot in South Carolina for a budget of like half a million, but Brian Thornquest said, "Hey, if you come to shoot it in Australia, we'll give you a three million dollar budget." Oh, okay. And I'm, I'm glad they did because all, all the actors except for the mom and dad are Australian. And I don't think this movie works without this cast. Well, like we said, the mom is, 
I mean, the dad's the guy from Seinfeld and everything. This guy pops up in so many movies. I see him all the time. Every time he pops up, I love him. And if you don't know his face, you know his voice. Yes. The mom's Virginia Madsen from Candyman. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, now I see it. But I thought she'd have a bigger part due to being a horror movie and having her cast, and I was surprised oh. she was just kind of like the beginning and end of it. She was in the 1984 Dune as well. Boo. <laughs> we are a horror movie podcast, Greg, not a sci-fi podcast. I like Dune. I do too. What did you say, Greg? I didn't say that. that was Brett. <laughs> I meant to say Brett. I'm I old. Gonna, I was going to let you get yelled at. I sat here contemplating, like, what did I say? You fall on the sword. I'm fine. <laughs> I'm old and I work a lot. All right. So we'll get into this thing. I do want to say this about it. it was It's our holiday horror pick. And other than the setting, does this really feel very holiday horror to you guys, though? No. No. It could be set at any holiday. Too. Exactly. Just like the set dressing and everything, you get that. But that's pretty much it. At one point, I was like, this could completely be just Halloween. Yeah, exactly. Just like how Halloween could be any other holiday. Yeah. All right. So you guys want to jump into this thing or anything else you want to hit on first? No, I'm good. No, let's go. All right. So better watch out from 2016. Um, We start with our main character, Ashley. She's driving and she almost hits a black cat right in front of Carol or she slams on her brakes and the cat runs in front of her. So I guess the superstition is true. Because the cat shows up later. And they set a couple things up that I'm not sure they ever really get to these loose ends. Because it looks like there's a car following her, doesn't it? I think that's just one of the things to kind of, just to kind of set, set the, uh, you know, the uneasy, the uneasy vibe throughout the movie. So it, you know, like, oh, there's someone following her. This, there's this happening to, to, to throw you off from the twist at, you know, towards the middle of the movie. But in reality, it's just a car going the same way as her. Exactly. Because <laughs> they even play, like, spooky music while it, like, when it pulls out after her. Well, that's probably happened to you where, like, you're trying to go home, but the car in front of you makes every turn you do. So finally, you almost want to make a wrong turn to get away from them. Oh, if there's someone, all the the time. If there's someone all following the time. me behind me too long. I absolutely make several wrong turns to I make sure they're I'm not, not following, following you. <laughs> um, but next we're introduced to Luke and Garrett. Luke is the boy who lives at this house. Garrett's a shitty best friend. And Luke well, has a crush on his babysitter, Ashley. And look, this movie makes me hate 12-year-olds so bad. <laughs> yeah. Luke's like this little... Way too, I guess we could say, like, coddled boy type thing. You could say, like, he still sleeps with the, what's it called, a fetus machine? What is this? Corey is the the only one of us who who has children. Will you please explain? Um, Basically, it's just like a white noise machine. It, um, it It simulates the sounds that you would, that the baby would have heard in the womb. Ah, okay. It's like belly gurgling sounds, and you just follow me after Taco Bell. Belly gurglings, heartbeats, things of that nature. I don't know. Have you guys seen Funny Games? Not the original one, but the remake. I haven't seen the original. I have seen neither. Oh, okay. This, the kid, Luke, uh, Luke kid reminds me that he would grow up to be one of the funny things, people. 
of like it's like a preppy kind of serial killer where it's like their real their nose is stuck up their ass. Oh yeah, we'll get to that for sure. But Ashley arrives, and this is probably her last time watching Luke because she's moving to Pittsburgh soon. Is this set in oh. Pennsylvania? I I'm it, they never really say where it's set. But I'm going to assume it's somewhere in PA, Ohio, West Virginia, maybe New York. Area. I just like it when they say the town near me. Yay! <laughs> but she's introduced what she has to do. She goes, well, Luke sleepwalks. Look, it's established she's like his regular babysitter, so I'm surprised that we're getting all this like yeah. it's her first time there. Well, she says he's sleepwalking again. So it's like it's oh, a recur- okay. it was a problem that had went away. And then came back. So they do this pencil trick where when he goes to bed, they set this pencil on the doorknob, the way too high doorknob. And if it falls, they know he walked around. If not, they know he stayed in. Right. Yeah, they spend a lot of time doing this pencil setup thing for like later when I guess it's the quote unquote payoff. It kind of seems to be just kind of like swept under the rug. I think we get two payoffs with it. We get the use of it. And then the struggle with covering it back up of it, like to okay. build tension in the ending. Yeah. So I, I do think it pays itself off. Yeah. Two minor ways make one big way. Okay. But parents and friend Garrett leave, and she's like, well, I got to make a call. She keeps calling her boyfriend and everything, and this is crushing Luke, oh. because him and Garrett were talking. He has this plan, like, you think it's, he's talking about when girls get scared, like, it messes with their endorphins or something or hormones and he wants to like watch a scary movie so she's scared and gets into him and stuff is his plot what did bella lugosi say you want to get with the young lady show her dracula well maybe that would have worked because the movie they do watch i have no idea what it is but it looks terrible i was watching to like see if it was like oh are they watching nigh the living dead it's like oh no it looks like they made their own little tiny movie I think they did make their own little tiny movie for this. Real quick, because we glossed over uh, Patrick, Warburton, and Robert, uh, the dad's putty. His whole part, because he's barely in it. But I love like what he gets to play with a little bit, because his character's just so much fun. Of He wants to wear the big elaborate tie, and the mom's not having any of it. He almost waited for him to pull out the eight ball jacket, being like, I'm the eight ball. Yeah, he he has secret ties, like when she complains about his one, he has more. We also kind of gloss over the fact that while they're in his room, they are talking about the the Home Alone scene with the paint cans. Yes. It's important for later. Also, they're both 12, but Garrett is like a giant stoner. They start early in Australia. There were definitely 12-year-old stoners where I grew up. Yeah, yeah, I know, but it's also just so weird. It seems like they're, you think that, you think high schooler. Not like, oh, they're 12. She's talking on the phone with her boyfriend, and she tells Luke, just hang out and play video games for a little bit. And then she screams, because there's a way too large of a spider to be a house spider. But yeah. Luke catches it and puts it outside and everything. Like, he didn't oh. do anything wrong, and catches it and lets it go. But he catches the spider and puts it outside in the cold. One of two things is going to happen. Either it's going to die anyway, or it's going to run right back inside the house. Yeah. yeah. Um, was this supposed to be an homage to Home Alone 2 with the spiders like play th- that we get in this? I think so. Okay. They, they, they set up a lot of Home Alone. The way they set it up, it's almost going to be like a horror Home Alone. 
I like this movie. I think I would have liked that they leaned into that a little bit more, to be honest, though. Yeah. Because a horror it's... Home Alone sounds wild. I mean, honestly, when I saw the trailer for this on, on Peacock, when I was looking for, like, a holiday-type horror to pick for this month, I'm like, oh, that looks like it's going to be, a, like, a horror Home Alone. I bet they'll like this. And then I'm watching it, and I'm like, and I was like, you guys, first half hour, I'm like, oh, oh, I'm, I'm going to have to get something else. At. I'm like, I'm... <laughs> Well, I watched it before I uh, I watched it before I told you guys I wanted to pick it. So I'm I'm sitting there watching it and I'm like, oh, oh, I'm gonna have to pick something else. Then the thing happens and I'm like, I ain't picking shit else. <laughs> I could see us getting a horror Home Alone, but by the people who made like ha- Happy Death Day and Freaky. Oh, that'd be fun. Yeah, that'd be their next one. I'd watch it. I'd love that. Oh yeah, I'd watch. It. I like Freaky and Happy Death Day. Yeah, they they were fun movies. They were fine. But next, Ashley walks back into the kitchen and sees Luke just popping open a bottle of champagne and he's trying to chug it to impress her and it does not work. No. No. No, because you're a child chugging alcohol. This is not, this is going to be danger. <laughs> One time me and, me and Garrett drank a whole bottle of this stuff. He threw up everywhere. He can't hold his liquor like I can. I'm like, oh, I hate you, kid. Like, I'm such a big boy. Uh, I gotta tell you, the thing I dislike the most about this movie is the beginning, not for the reason you were saying, Brett, the, yeah. not the generic or anything, but because I cringed way too hard for this kid at the beginning. Like, oh, it made yeah. me uncomfortable watching his attempt. I'm like, oh no, please stop. For your own good fictional character, please stop this. Oh, the, Luke, through the entire movie, kept, constantly kept making me cringe for different reasons. Of, oh, please don't do that. Or, yeah, stop dancing. <laughs> but the house phone rings, and there's no one there. And then she, he catches her, like, when she's cleaning up from him and everything. She just tastes the champagne. He's like, ha, caught you. So now I'll tell on you if you did. And she's like, oh, you got me. Then they kind of make up their talking a little bit. And she says a line that is very weird if you find out your kid told you their babysitter told them. If, if you were my age, I'd date you. Yeah, I'd be looking for a new babysitter at that point. Also, the exact wrong thing to tell a person like Luke, because that's just like, oh, that's a green flag right there. I better go try to make out with her. Even though, like, he's like, uh, even Garrett, who's like the stoner, who's just like, has no idea what's going on ever. He's like, yeah, dude, you have no chance with her. She's five years older than you. She's a yes, solid it- 10, and you're uh, uh... Five? <laughs> <laughs> What's, so the ages, we should say. He is 12, she'd be 17 then, correct? Okay. Yes. They, she goes, oh no, I forgot to order the pizza. Um, and earlier he was talking about the pizza. He says, anything but mushrooms. So smart kid hates mushrooms. Oh, right there. I thought he was going to put magic mushrooms or something. Because she's like, I love mushrooms. And she, he was going to like drug her or something. That's the first thing I thought that he was going to do right there. Honestly, in line with this character for later. Yeah, yeah, I was already calling this kid out. I already, like, had him pegged. The doorbell rings, and it's the pizza guy, but remember, they forgot to order the pizza, and he's like, it's for here, they pay, he leaves, and they're like, mushrooms? Maybe my dad ordered it, but he wouldn't order mushrooms, he knows I hate him. Will one of you please explain, remember, we're in spoiler territory, so you can go ahead, what the significance of the pizza is? I think it's just... Because it's a common food people order. I don't. I don't. I don't know that there's really a significance other than to maybe again, you know, 
throw you off the twist because you know they never show yeah. the pizza guy's face. That's what I yeah. got. I don't mean it symbolizes something. I mean, where did it actually come from? Is this part of his big ploy and everything? Yeah, yeah, yeah I think this is part of. I think everything. Once she's in the house, everything that happens is part of his setup. Okay. Yeah, because I thought the pizza guy was going to be the murderer. Because even like there's like a like quick like awkward pause, and it's something like "You're really pretty," or he says something creepy or something like that. Yeah. So, so like, be safe out there tonight or something. Yeah. And there's been a couple of phone calls with like with no answer. Yeah, and then her boyfriend Ricky keeps calling too, setting it up like, "Is it a thing with this?" and is that her boyfriend or her ex? I don't remember. I think that one's her ex, isn't it? No, no. Ricky is the boyfriend. Jeremy oh, is okay. the ex. They're sitting there watching TV. I do love this shot because it's a wide shot of them on the couch. And you do see a figure, like shadowy figure just standing in the window. I think that shot's yeah. genius. Well, at this point, I'm like, they're doing Black Christmas. Yeah, exactly. I thought it was pretty much a Black Christmas remake without the name. Yeah. But then... Luke goes for the kiss, and he's shut down. Like, oh my god, no, no, stop it. You're drunk. You're drunk, too. He kind of, like, tries to put her his arm around her, kind of, and snuggles up to her and, like, puts her, uh, puts his ar- hand on her thigh, like, in the office with, um, fuck, with Toby, with Pam, and then he's, yeah. like, all of a sudden, like, I'm gonna go to Costa Rica. <laughs> But she throws his arm off, and then, like, she makes the tiniest little thing of, like, yeah, tonight is kind of nice. And immediately, he's, like, on top of her, like, she's, like, get (laughs) off of me! Like, you little fucker! (laughs) Then we get a phone call, and you hear, I can see you, and the creepy blow mold she put outside earlier uh, is now moved to the window, so shit's on now. I'm like, okay, so this is all coming into play, and... The doors open. She walks around the corner. I'm like, oh shit, killer's in the house. But And she's like, call the police, call the police. Luke grabs her phone and drops it in the fish tank. Yeah. And so, and look, that comes back, back around to being okay later. Like, it makes sense. But in this moment, I was so fucking mad. Because, you know, <laughs> horror movies today have to find a way to write around cell phones. Right. I'm like, that's gotta be the worst one I've seen in a long time. Oops, we couldn't go with it in water. Most cell phones anymore, you can drop them in water and they still work. Oh, yeah. I feel like this 2016 is right before that turn really happened, though. Like, the waterproof cell phones. I feel like it's more of like a 2020 on thing. I don't know technology. The door is open, like we said. Then there's a knock and Garrett jumps in and tackles Luke. Like, oh, you asshole, why are you scaring me? I knew that was you creeping in the backyard. I was like, I wasn't in the backyard. And then they hear a crash upstairs and they all go up. And there's a brick through the window, phone's out, Wi-Fi's gone, and she's going to go out to the car, but there's a knife in her tires, so whatever this is, is making its move now. Also, what's their giant thing of, oh, I have one flat tire, my car is now not able to drive at all? I know it's not good for the car, but you could get away! In this kind of emergency situation, drive on the rim and get a new wheel. I'm sorry, Rob. I'm sorry. I know it's a bad idea, Rob. (laughs) At this point, Garrett has come down with the brick, and he's like, I flipped the brick over. It says, you leave, you die. And they have so many, like, they do have a lot of Home Alone-type contraptions where all of this makes sense when they show you later. 
So it kind of does make sense in a different way. I just wish they would have done more of like the classic paint can thing, do the nail in the step, you know. Yeah, the electrocutions, the fires, all that. Yeah, yeah. but have it be not like wacky, like, whoa, when they fall down the stairs, like they're actually burning with tar. Yeah, show the brutality of all of it. Yeah. <laughs> Kevin McAllister is the world's greatest serial killer. Oh, hell yeah. A real quick side thing. I do love that tiny little short that, um, fuck, who's the Home Alone kid? Macaulay Culkin. Um, yeah. I li- Macaulay, it was like adult uh, Kevin McAllister, but Macaulay Culkin came back and did it. And it's all about how he tortures people and he's like tortured himself and he is like a serial killer and shit. All because his parents left him home and then that other <laughs> time left him in New York. <laughs> I mean, that would do some damage having that happen twice. Yeah. I mean, that, that that kid's not having a good life. Garrett takes the you leave, you die as an invitation, and he runs out, and he's shot, it sounds like, from a gun with a silencer, and he drops right there in the snow, and all you can see is his feet. And at this point, I'm like, he's coming back by the end. They tranked him or something. Well, this yeah. is where I'm like, why, why are there snipers? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> they need to a- kill this child. Why are they going after this child and this babysitter? Like, what did, what have they done that the snipers are out? Because this is the child that invents Skynet. It's yeah, exactly. John, it's John Connors the whole time. I knew it. I was waiting for, like, the reveal to happen. <laughs> this is actually a Terminator prequel. Ha ha, there's your twist. Like, they're, they're cone heads, but the dad didn't tell them and, like, made them get cosmetic surgery so their cones are gone or something. I forgot about Coneheads. Coneheads is great. Coneheads is pretty awesome. But they see someone outside, they run and hide upstairs, and someone else is in the hall upstairs with a shotgun walking around like masks. (laughs) They hide in the attic, and it's that kind of attic with like the drop-down ceiling, like from the Exorcist that we just watched, Brett. Like where you go up the little ladder thing, and they're hiding up there. I'm like, you're being fucking Black Christmas, you motherfuckers. It's a Christmas (laughs) movie in the attic? No! Bat! Get out! (laughs) I have an attic like that. Oh, Fancy Corey has an attic. Ooh, oh, my, my. I just have a little, like, upstairs that gets really hard to walk in some spots because it's the roof. I have the landlord special, and our uh, ups- upstairs hatch is painted over. <laughs> <laughs> I have an attic, a basement, and a bonus crawl space. Oh, just shove the wealth in my face. I see how it is. <laughs> you guys, You guys thought I was doing this for free for no reason? I'm doing it for free because I can. <laughs> but they hide in the attic, and we get the spider scare, and there's a near fall, but Luke saves her. And knowing what we know later, you know in his head, this is his big hero moment and everything. Yeah. It's going to win him the girl. Oh, she's going to come up, and they're going to kiss. They'll go to the big uh, dance coming up soon, the Christmas formal. And they're yes. going to save the rec center. Yeah. <laughs> During the skiing competition and the bad guys with the matching outfits all go home in shame. This is exactly a happy days like idea up until like people start dying of like, okay, now Potsy, you pretend to be the burglar and then come in and I'll stop you and I'll get the chick. They come back down. Luke sneaks off to go get the gun, but the dryer goes off the sound, but just false alarm, they don't come for it. He gets the gun, they hide in the closet, and 
There's a mask scare where there's a mask in the closet that she smacks. By the way, on their way there, she looks at the family photo and sees them on a skiing trip where Luke is wearing what looks like a Krampus mask that's knit. Yeah. Oh, yeah, this is where she, um, later on when it, the reveal happens, that's why she's like, I recognize that ski mask. Yeah, that's pretty much right here. Yeah. I, I, I want a I crocheted Krampus mask. But it's funny where, like, he's trying to be, like, the big tough guy, but they're hiding in his closet, and they sit on one of his toys, and it starts making noise, and that's what gives him away. Yeah, he's the bad guy comes back in the room, but Ashley's looking out, she recognizes the mask right away, and she just stands up, walks out, rips the mask off, and it's Garrett. And she's like, <laughs> what the hell? Because, think, she's had spiders on her, she's nearly yeah. fell and broke her neck, which she points out and yells. They have real guns they're playing with with this whole thing. She is pissed. She's like, this was your big plan? Oh, I'm calling your parents right now. She's freaking out and leaving. She's at the stairs, and... Luke just smacks her with the gun upside the head and she falls down the stairs and is knocked out. Which at this point, I'm like, oh, is this going to turn into a psycho type thing of now she's dead. We've been following her the whole movie. She's dead now. Now these two, like, 12-year-olds have to cover up this murder. And, oh, no, a cop showed up. We got to kill them, too. And that kind of thing. Or... They gave him enough evil face when he hit her and everything. That was pretty. Yeah. I pretty much caught what was going on right away. But still, I was like, I didn't see this coming at all. No. He starts doing like the, the Billy Loomis "It's your face" with the gun thing. Yeah, yeah. He's seen Scream a couple too many times. Also, at this point, I checked the time because I was like, oh, well, that's why it felt so generic and dumb. And I checked. I was like, well, it's been like about thirty-two minutes into the movie. We still have like an hour left. What are they gonna do? I won't lie, I thought this was, was brilliant, this twist. Depend yeah. like I didn't see it coming in the slightest, and it's like, oh, like you sit up right away. And like, oh, it was generic on purpose at the beginning, because it was basically twelve year olds writing a scary play. Yeah, exactly. And, and like I said, this is the exact moment where I'm like, oh yeah, this this is my pick. She wakes up, she's tied to the kitchen chair, and Luke and Garrett are in the other room riding a scooter around the house, <laughs> playing Fuck Mary Kill with the Adventure Time girls. Which is yeah. so funny and such a like I've a twelve year old boy who's like just discovered girls are fun and like are a thing, and it's like oh look I found my dad's Playboy and it is it's like oh I I had a crush on Kim Possible I remember probably one of the reasons I have my redhead thing Princess Bubblegum because her because her pussy would taste like bubblegum yeah but it'd be all moist and sticky. I don't think those are bad things. But also at this point, Ashley's awake and is hearing all this, so I'm just cringing so hard. <laughs> There's also the moment Garrett's high as hell and so I'm like, what are these called again? Oh, oxies. Yeah, they're just twelve year old just popping oxies. <laughs> Cause he's like, this pillow feels like a big old marshmallow. It's like I should have given you a half dose. Again, I'm not proud of where I grew up, but I also knew 12-year-olds that were popping oxys, so <laughs> oh, yeah. it lines up. Oh, we had a drug bust in my middle school one time, and they found cocaine in a girl's hair. Exactly. <laughs> but um, Then, like, they go in, they realize she's awake, she's like, untie me right now. She's not, like, scared in the slightest, she's just pissed right here. Yeah, like, you are so in trouble. And then they do, truth or dare, how many guys have you fucked? Zero. They think it's a lie. As soon as they wanted to start playing truth or dare, I was like, please don't do this movie. Don't go in the way that I think you're going. 
they went there and it's uncomfortable as hell because yeah, they, they go there to a, a point, tw- yes, and it's horrible what they do. But I thought they were gonna go like vulgar kind of thing. Oh no! Still, what they do is uncomfortable as hell because Garrett dealt d- says, "I dare you to touch her tit," and he's like, "Right or left, your choice," and he does. And it's the most awkward thing because it's this little kid like, oh, I see what all the fuss is about. And like, then he pops a boner and Garrett's <laughs> making fun of him and he gets embarrassed. And it's the most awkward moment. Oh, but it's so funny that Garrett points out, he's like, hey, dude, you got a boner. And he's like, fuck you, man. And they start doing that thing again. Of It's just like, you know, Ashley's sitting here being like. I'm dealing with children, and, like, I just need to get out of this situation ASAP. How did that feel? Like, I've got felt up by a little boy. Which is funny. (laughs) (laughs) But she starts turning the tables on him, because, okay, truth, did you ever tell Garrett you killed his hamster? And then Garrett's fucking furious with him. You got a cat anyway, it would have died soon after that, no matter what. (laughs) I thought you said it fell out the window. It did! It was just dead first! <laughs> but this is their master plan, I guess now, because they're going to put something in her drink so she'll pass out and not remember, and yeah. it makes it look like she got drunk, that's why they have the champagne bottle open and everything, and she smashes it, and so it's gone, she can't drink it, then the doorbell rings, and Ricky, her boyfriend, shows up. And Luke tries to block him. He's showed up with the flowers, I guess, from the fight they were having, and it seems like they made up. And Luke's trying to block him out. And he's like, okay, well, can I give you these to hand to her? Okay. And he reaches for him, and Ricky just, like, shoves the door open when he reaches for the flowers and comes in. Because this is a small 12-year-old. Yes. because That's the thing, the villain in this movie, I'm, like, <laughs> worried for the characters, and then I remember, I'm like, you know people, when they're talking about child's play, they're always like, it's a doll, kick it. That's me with this, I'm like, it's a 12-year-old, push him over. But it's so funny how often Luke tries to be, like, the big, giant, tough guy, and then five minutes later is put back in his place by, like, this, where Ricky just shoves his way past him, or at another, like, how many times does Luke do that obnoxious 12-year-old scream that's super high-pitched? A lot. Too many times. Yeah. But he's looking for her. He's upstairs. During all this, Ashley gets a piece of glass from the smash bottle and hides it in her hand. And then Ricky's upstairs looking for Ashley in the rooms because Luke said she was upstairs with cramps. Like, there's nothing to be embarrassed about. She's not in the bathroom. Then he gets hit in the back of the head and what I thought was knocked out with the baseball bat. But he drops for a second. And (laughs) this movie is good at, like, making me think and then quickly switch. Because I'm like, oh, he's out. But then, no, because it was swung by, like we keep saying, a 12-year-old boy, he stands back up. And a small 12-year-old at that. He tries to swing the bat again, and Ricky just grabs it out of his hand. It's like, you little motherfucker. (laughs) Which is a great, like, classic move in action movies. You know, someone swings the bat at Arnold, and he just grabs it. It's just kind of silly here when he's like, kids swinging at him, and he grabs it. (laughs) But yeah. The fight starts in the hallway, and he gets stabbed in the face, because Luke has always known about the pencil, by the pencil from the door. Yes. Because this, this is kind of what we find out, that the sleepwalking has been faked. Yes, because he's known the whole time. Also, about the first um, showing of blood in this movie so far. Yeah. Yeah, we, we get another showing of blood later that is semi-held back, but the way we get it, I kind of love, which we'll get to in not too long. Yes. But Garrett shows up in the hallway, pulls a shotgun, and 
Ricky puts his hand up, and he's knocked out for real with the bat this time. Wakes up tied next to Ashley in the kitchen. And Ashley just has this look of, you dumb bitch, on her face, looking at Ricky. <laughs> he wants her to also invite her ex. What's his name? Jeremy, Jeremy. right? Do, yeah, you, Jeremy. do you realize who plays Jeremy? No. no. Uh, Billy from Stranger Things. Uh, Max's older brother with the mullet. Oh, yeah. Oh, Oh, okay. yeah. Yeah, the one where, oh, it's so great. And it was a uh, Stranger Things 3, where he's the lifeguard at the pool and is doing almost like the Fast Time at Ridgemont High music. And all, like, the moms are sitting up, like, staring at him. <laughs> yeah. Anna caught it. I didn't. Even after this point, I'm like, no. And I'm looking, I'm like, maybe. And then I looked up, I'm like, oh, shit, it is. That's awesome. Nice nice catch, Anna. More points. More points no, more for points. Anna. <laughs> All the points. No, we got to stop giving her points. She's going to get too powerful. Exactly. I get, I get yelled at when I don't give her points. Is this on purpose or is this out of fear? Because Ricky pisses himself. I feel like it's on purpose and actually a very smart move. I think it's on purpose. Yeah, I think it's him like fucking around and being like, I'm just going to like either one. I'm just going to fuck with you or you don't see this coming. Oh, I don't think it's just to fuck with him. I think it's to distract him. Uh, what situations well, have you been in where you're like, I'm gonna fuck with you and piss my pants? <laughs> if I'm for, if I'm in Luke's position, I'm like, okay, so you you're gonna sit there in pee pants now? Because he saw he saw that Ashley had the glass because he saw. Oh, it okay. So he was giving her more time. Oh, okay. I got gotcha. you. Like the only thing I can do is pee. I just like to picture Brett when he's in a fight with somebody to mess with him, pisses his pants. <laughs> it's my defense mechanism. Nobody wants nobody wants to fight pee-pee pants guy. That's actually a solid plan, to be honest now. But Luke cleans up and leaves to take the trash out for a second, and <laughs> Ashley cuts through part of her tape, and Luke comes back and is like, I want to see you fuck. And they're both like, what the hell? And at this moment, I'm like, oh, Jesus Christ, this kid's evil. Yeah. But then he's like, huh, I'm just kidding. Cause he's like, wait a minute, Ricky, you're you're saying you never tapped that? And he's like, and Ashley's like rolling her eyes still. And then Luke's like, oh no, I'm just joking. I'm not a pervert. It was like, yeah, but we totally thought you were going to do it. <laughs> and then he stopped in his tracks because he smells something. He goes, What is that smell? And Garrett is just smoking weed in the living room, and yeah. Luke's freaking out, because he is, I'll give him this, he's meticulous in his, like, cover-up and clean-up efforts and everything. Oh, 100%. And it's, like, this happened uh, to me in high school, of, I had a, I left my room to go to the kitchen to get snacks, and I came back in, and my friend was smoking weed just in my room, and I was like, you dumb motherfucker, do you know what you've done? And we had to, like, <laughs> spray axe everywhere, like, we opened up the windows, like, mom came in, because she was like, why does it smell like axe so bad in here? It was like, oh, we were having an axe fight. It's like, well, don't do that anymore. And then I was just like, you're the dumbest motherfucker in the entire world. Now she's going to hear this, and she's going to oh, know yeah. what the axe fight was. But I was, like, 15 at the time, so I can't get in trouble anymore. Ha-ha! You'd think that. <laughs> Brett can't record next week. He's grounded. Yeah, Mom <laughs> took my microphone. <laughs> but Luke gets an idea and takes the joint from Garrett, and he makes Ricky smoke it. And, by the way, when he smokes, remember, he has a hole in his cheek from the <laughs> pencil stab. Like, smoke comes out, like, 
dude, do it again! And they're making him do it to see the smoke come out. But because so again, we're up. dealing with 12-year-olds. They're like torturing this person, but have no idea that they're torturing a person. Remember, they were talking about the Home Alone paint test, and Luke gets the idea, they're like, move him to the living room. And they're going to test the Home Alone paint thing on him. And at this point, Garrett's... This was never part of the plan, any since the knockout. You know, like, this has just yeah. been improvised by Luke because he's a psychopath. I think Luke had this all planned. He just yes. didn't tell Garrett the full plan. No, Garrett oh, okay. just thought that uh, he was going to help his friend do the mock, like, uh, burglary thing where he cho- Luke shows up as the hero. But yeah, Luke this had all of this planned out already, I think, too. Because he's the one who texted Ricky to come. True. And, yeah, by the way, the phone is okay. Uh, he put a fake uh, phone in the fish tank or something like that. Yeah. But they also, they shout out, he's like, I'm going to uh, pull a Mythbusters and check this out. Mythbusters is sitting there being like, no, 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 don't say our name. <laughs> <laughs> we don't want to associate it with this scene. But Garrett at this point is freaking out. You said it wouldn't kill him. We're going to test it. Okay, I was wrong. It would. I'm sorry. But... He ties him up, and he swings the paint can down, like, right next to his head. He goes, is that about head level with him? And, like, he's tested this little psychopath, and then he does it, and he throws it off. And, one, am I wrong to think, what is your game plan if you're tied up in the chair and someone's going to do this to you? Do you try to rock back, like, with it, so at least it'll still hit you and break your nose, but hopefully just push you over, too? I would have tried to tip myself over, and, um... And also, Ashley is free at this point. Ashley is freed herself at this point. Yeah, which is great because she's um, cut all of her restraints. And she's fine. She has, like, one restraint left, and she's still on the chair. And she's like, fuck it. So she goes running in with the gun, with the chair still duct-taped to her one arm. (laughs) I mean, as you should. Yeah, well, yeah. It makes sense. Because we had also, at this point, found out that Ricky's actually, like, a good guy. He's like, hey, you know, you get out of here. Just go... You know, don't worry about me. I'll be fine. Yeah. Yeah. But she pulls the gun on them, which we find out in a minute. They're not worried about at all because it's been unloaded this whole time. And she's like, don't do it. I'll shoot. And Luke just lets the paint can go because it's not loaded. And holy shit. Look, you know, like I'm a gore lover. I kind of love that they didn't show the face impact and showed the reveal that they did because it looked so fucking cool. Yeah, 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 I really liked it with the with the yellow and red paint with the yellow paint splattered everywhere mixed in with the blood. Yeah, it's like, oh, you look like a hot dog. He starts bleeding, and then the yellows mixing in with the blood, like just yeah. running down his body. You never see his face, just like a shoulder down shot, and then just showing yeah. everyone's reactions. It's great. I'm I'm a gore guy myself, but I think that was the best possible way to do that. At this point, she realizes, I don't have a gun, they just killed Ricky. She runs out, it falls over the tripwire here, and Garrett tries stopping her, they get in a fight out there in the snow, and she almost gets these carolers, but then she's hit with the you-leave-you-die brick and knocked out. And that's where we see the, the tripwire was connected to the uh, paintball gun loaded with red paint, and that's how Garrett was quote-unquote shot. Early. And she yes. was so close to getting out of there. I do like the transition from the carolers to then they're at Luke's house and there's little evil, I keep calling those little psychopaths, but he plays it so well is standing out there smiling at the carolers and everything because outside his house is Ashley's tied up with Christmas lights in the house. Look, it's a holiday horror movie. Someone's getting strangled or tied with Christmas lights in all of them. Of course. 
I was you, also you got because it. he like passes out hot cocoa to all the carolers. I was like, did he put rat poison in there or something? Like, how far is he gonna go? But they uh, make a post on Ashley's phone complaining about exes, and they have this whole elaborate plan. The drunk ex Jeremy shows up in the backyard because Luke called him and said that she wanted to see him. She's not making sense and just said she wanted to talk to you. And Luke goes out there and talks to him and is like, she's inside, but she wants you to apologize. Okay, well, I'll tell her I'm sorry. No, she wants you to write it down, which just, I'm this whole time, I'm like, this is genius because it looks like a suicide yeah. note. Well, I love that Luke makes the call in front of Ricky and Ashley and when Jeremy answers the phone, he's like, are you that little shithead over on, like, Elm Street? And, like, Ricky starts kind of, like, chuckling to himself. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah, he is. Because then Luke's forced to go, yes. <laughs> Inside the house while this is going on, Ashley, like, holds Garrett's hand as kind of, like, pleading with him, like, to let him let her go and everything. Like, he's just going to do something to you. He doesn't care about you. He's using you as a pawn and all this. Yeah, because this because Garrett the whole time you do feel a little bad for him because he doesn't seem exactly to know what to do of if I were to just like side with you, he's now going to try to kill me as well. So I almost you, need to play it both ways until the very last second and then free you and get out maybe. I say and then and then he, he just keeps saying why, why are you doing this cuz he's my best friend. They keep doing the thing. Is he also, Garrett is on painkillers and a bunch weed. of weed, and he's also been drinking. So, he's doing his best, man. That little 12-year-old. <laughs> Peer pressure. That's what I'm going to say. <laughs> he is the stew. He is 100% the stew. This is preteen billion stew, 100%. Yeah. But I like stew more than Garrett. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Come on now, let's be real, of course. I mean, here coming up, Garrett even has, like, a stew-type line. Oh. Jeremy makes his whole note and everything, and then Luke hangs Jeremy with a rope and the lawnmower. And, yeah. like, <laughs> real quick, though, as, as impressed as I was by the ingenuity, you can't tell me you wouldn't hear the lawnmower coming behind you. That, and also, like, a minute ago, Jeremy was, like, yelling for Ashley, and Luke's like, keep it down, like, I have neighbors. But now you're running a lawnmower in the middle of the night. Like, you're trying to set up this alibi, and they're gonna go, like, the police are gonna go from, like, neighbor to neighbor. He's also, he also then says his neighbors are gone. He tells well, Ashley that nobody's the ones home. are, but what about the other ones? There's all, there's houses all around. They're like, oh yeah, we randomly heard a lawnmower. They're drunk. What about all the tracks? <laughs> They're drunk. Can I make an editing note to this part? Sure. It's a holiday horror movie. It's winter. Why wasn't it a snowblower? Yeah, that would be a lot better. Or have there be like a wood chipper in the back, and they throw the rope into the wood chipper, and that hangs him up. Yeah, I just feel like the snowblower would fit the tone of like the Christmas yeah. horror movie more. I don't know. Yeah. I mean, why are we doing a lawnmower in the middle of winter? It seems like a quarter of the way through the movie, they've completely dropped and forgot all of the Christmas stuff. Yes. <laughs> like we do on these episodes all the time. Yeah. Garrett starts freeing Ashley. He's come to his senses. He's making his face turn here. and But Luke comes in and just blasts him with the shotgun in the chest. 
Yeah, and uh, Gary goes like flying back and hits the wall kind of thing. And he's like, In the room with the good carpet. Why did you shoot me? And Luke's like, why did you make me shoot you? It's like, we're friends. <laughs> Was he saying, like, I want my mom or something? Right when he gets yeah. blasted in the head yeah. again. And, and that's, his, that's his stew line, you know. My mom and dad are going to be so mad at me. Oh, very, very much. Which is the saddest yeah. thing the 12-year-old can say. Because throughout the entire movie, they've been trying to act all big and badass and like they're, you know, way older than they are. And the last thing is just like, I just want my mom. Yeah, and then you remember, oh yeah, they're kids. Yeah. I'm not saying that excuses it. But yeah, and then Luke just goes, you were starting to annoy me anyway. Yeah, so he is just fully made his Patrick Bateman turn. Yeah, yeah. definitely. Um, he's laying next to Ashley here. What, remember, she's tied up in the Christmas lights and everything. She can't move. And he's talking to her, and she goes, you were never going to let me go, were you? He's like, bingo. He starts talking about how his mom used to hold him every night, and then one night she stopped, and I don't know why. And, look, is this supposed to humanize him or something? Because I don't think it works if that's the goal here. No, it's, that's his reason. Like, his mom used to snuggle him at night, and he would fall asleep, And but now he's, like, too old for that, and she stopped doing it, but he's having, like, a conniption fit about it. But then Ashley says, I know why she did it, and then he says, why? And then she just won't say anything, and he starts freaking the fuck out. Which is funny, because she's like, I have nothing left but this. Dude, he just reminds me of every, like, 4chan incel that you come across on the internet and everything, and I hate it. Girls are bitches. Meh. Why do girls only sleep with bad guys? I'm such a nice guy. I'm such a good guy. All they like is the bad guys. Yeah. Look at my fedora. (laughs) (laughs) But he ends up stabbing her, like, in the neck, like, the side of the neck, not the throat or anything. And then it looks like she dies. Oh, which at this point, I'm like, holy shit. Even if he gets caught, he did it. Like, he didn't get stopped at all. He actually pulled it off to a certain extent. Like, fuck him. I'm so mad he got this far. Do you know, like, horror especially, we have a lot of nihilistic endings where the good guys don't win. It's just everyone dies. Like, who you care about? This is a movie I'm like, we can't have that with this no. movie at this point. I'm like, I want to see this kid at least arrested, preferably killed, but come on. Yeah, because this kid is not the Devil's Rejects clan. These are not the Fireflies of you root for the bad guy because it's the better written character. He's just a shithead. <laughs> yeah, I was like bummed out here, Corey. I was about to text you, <laughs> change your pick. Oh my god, this entire time, I'm like, Luke reminds me of somebody. I'm not going to say their name, but I now remember who they remind me of I went to school with. Brandon from the Black Lagoon. No, I didn't go to school with you guys. (laughs) I didn't go to school with Brandon either. None of us did. (laughs) No, Brandon's a good guy. No, he's not. One day he's going to like snap on Corey for all these, and I'm going to record the whole thing. We're going to be recording. We just hear Corey's door get like kicked down and we hear Brandon's voice. It's time, motherfucker! <laughs> Sometime me and Brandon have to be on an episode together. Oh no, don't make me edit a four-person four episode. I like this idea, Corey. We can add more than three? 
Oh no, I'm saying I think all four of us should be in person doing this. Oh god. Oh no. We're gonna put those like bop it hands on you guys. <laughs> Brandon and I are gonna both be duct taped like Ashley was to chance. <laughs> are you good? I'll take the duct tape off if you're gonna be nice. As soon as the duck came, I hate you! <laughs> but here's where we get his whole staging the scene. And like we said, this is elaborate as hell. He has everything figured out to the point he's sharpening the pencil to get, like, the blood off of it. Yeah. To, like, set it back. He's, like, putting the fingerprints of the blood on the on Jeremy, like, and giving him the shotgun so it looks like he spazzed and did it. And that's why he left the note. He's putting the paint on it, too, to get it everywhere. He has every little detail, yeah. like, completely solved here. And then he go, he's, keeps checking his phone because he has his parents' location. They're getting closer and closer. They're on their way back home. Oh, and he which, can't get the pencil back, though. What kind of glorious app is this? And where was it when I was a child that told you exactly where your parents were and exactly how much more time you have to get away with the thing you're doing? Exactly. Oh, wait a minute. Mom's going to pull up in the car in two minutes? I better not do that thing. And, and, to th- and, and you know, to, to, to call it back to an older episode that I was on, what band is he listening to here? The oh, Ramones, yeah. the greatest punk rock band ever. Merry Christmas, the Sex Pistols. I don't want to fight tonight. Merry Christmas, I don't want to fight tonight. It's a good song. It, well, everything but He can't get the pencil still. back on the door, and he's <laughs> trying a thousand times. It will not work. This like, is just the last thing he has to do, is get this pencil to stay. And he just cannot do it. It's so funny. He's getting so frustrated about it. I love it. Finally, he sets it on the door and then goes through his parents' room and gets out on the roof and then crawl back into bed. But then the parents are pulling in right there. He keeps almost knocking down the decorations and stuff and being real quiet. <laughs> One point, the big candy cane almost falls on his dad. He reaches out and grabs it and is being real quiet. It's so funny. He runs in. He does take a sleeping pill, so he'll sleep through it and still have it in a system and like everything like that. And the parents walk in. You hear the scream. He wakes up to police in the house there on the scene. His mom's holding him. He's like, what happened? <laughs> His mom's like, don't worry about it. It's okay. And the, there for like a minute. Because this is, a, he got exactly what he wanted. What was he complaining about? Mommy doesn't hold me anymore. Now mommy's holding him and he's all like, oh, this is what I wanted. And he's happy for a minute. And then you hear, she's alive. and. He's like, he's like, oh fuck! You got who's alive? Like, god damn it! What happened? Like, everything's fucked now. And he goes over and he looks through the top window and he sees Ashley getting loaded into the ambulance, and it's so fucking great because she just flips him off. Like, fuck you, I got you. Yeah, look, we don't see him getting arrested or anything, but it doesn't take a genius to know this kid's fucked. Well, that's the end thing, and then there's like a little tiny bit of credits, and then did you catch the mid-credit scene? I did not. What's the oh. mid-credit scene? It's just him. He he turns around to his mom and goes, "I'm really worried about Ashley. Can we go visit her in the hospital?" Setting up that he's going to go now try to kill her in the hospital. Oh, so it's Scream Four. Yeah. Okay. But yeah. Uh, I'm just glad she was still conscious enough to look up and flip him off. Yeah. Fun movie. Good pick, Corey. Yes. I was mad at you at first, 
But it came around, fun movie. I did not expect that. I I told you. I told when we were recording Jack Frost, I said you're gonna like this one because I know you guys like very. You guys were both just like, hey, did you watch? Uh, better watch out yet and greg was like oh yeah i liked it and that was it because i hadn't watched it yet i was thinking about you two when i was watching this for the first half hour being like what the fuck are they talking <laughs> about that's good in this movie <laughs> no, i told you i like there's something that happens you'll like it yeah but yeah um good pick that concludes well no we still have stuff to go but that was our second movie in our holiday horror double yes. feature we hope everyone's having a good christmas season whatever you guys do for this Christmas is over! We're done! We made it through! Fuck you, Christmas! Now you know what we gotta look forward to next October. St. Patrick's Day. Yeah. We have St. Patrick's Day. We have 4th of July movies. Yeah. We do. We have lots of other holidays to get through. Gee, I wonder, I wonder what movie Corey's gonna pick around St. Patrick's Day. The next one I'm waiting for, the next big holiday I can't wait for for the podcast is April 1st. Oh, that's always fun. But anyway, you guys are ready for Count of the Day. Yeah, so let's get into the count of the dead. Ah, ah, ah. Let's rock with our count of the deads. We're tally up all the deaths in the movie. Where do you two think we got with Better Watch Out? Three. Yeah, I agree. Three. And you are correct. Yay! Uh, real quick, Brett. Uh, what movie made me very angry around this time last year? Christmas Evil. Do you, do you know what's funny about Corey's pick for this? What? The alternate title to Christmas Evil was Better Watch Out. Oh, that's awesome. <laughs> so for a minute when Corey's like, Better Watch Out, I'm like, no, no, no. <laughs> we have to, it's, it's got a five minute different scene. We got to cover it all again. <laughs> you know, I tried, I tried to watch Christmas Evil, but I was very tired and kept falling asleep. Christmas Evil yeah, is good. That's what it makes you want to do. It's a good movie. It's fun. It, it, it was, it was not a commentary on the movie itself. It was a commentary yeah. on, I was. I've been working a lot of overtime, and I was sleepy. It's a fun movie. You need to watch it. And then go back and listen to our episodes. But that's Craig's Count of the Dead. Ah, ah, ah. Now we're getting into my ratings from Dimension Z. Ho, ho, ho. No. Jingle, 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 jingle. jingle. I'm so glad this is over now. (laughs) Silent night. (laughs) Deadly um, <laughs> night, garbage day. Yeah, garbage day. Um, I'll take something. I'll rate the movie one through ten, one being the worst and ten being the best. And I come up with that thing right now. Okay, so you know how he has the stupid little like white noise machine that like does tummy gurgles that he falls to sleep with. Yes, it's like a it's those kind of white noise machines. One out of ten. Okay. Okay. All right, so a number one version of that is it just does fart sounds and, like, screaming. <laughs> I, would, I would love this. I, was, I want that. How is that a one? <laughs> because it's trying to sleep. It's just high-pitched screaming and farts. <laughs> okay. Number ten okay. is, like, the normal one that's the ocean or some shit. Okay. I think you should flip those, but okay. <laughs> um... Oh no, better watch out. It was pretty alright. I liked it okay. It did make me a little bit mad that it tricked me at the beginning. Uh, and and that still technically means half an hour of this movie was bullshit generic horror movie. So, I'm going to give it 
Yeah, but even the pay the payoff's better, but it's not like, oh my god! It's like, okay. The entire time, I'm hoping they just don't go too far with Ashley kind of thing. Like, what's this movie rated? I'm gonna give it a 6 out of 10. Wow, that's like a 10 out of 10 for Brett from a ho- for a holiday movie. It's alright, it's pretty good. I probably will never watch it again. If you're looking for a holiday movie that isn't just yet another killer Santa... This is a good one to ch- check out. Oh, I'm going to give it a seven. I, I, I really liked it. I just found it this year. You know, was looking for something for this. And so, eh, let's give this a shot. And I'm not disappointed at all. I probably will watch it again. I went seven as well. I wouldn't watch this out of season, but I was thoroughly entertained the whole time. Nothing masterpiece, but enough things that got me really excited with it. Like the twist I loved. And... Like I said, it was generic at the beginning, but it wasn't the point I was mad at it. I'm like, okay, standard is what I was thinking. Like, nothing blowing my mind. It, if it would have stayed there, it would have ended up like a smack dab five or something like that. But no, it got up to a seven, I think. I hate this kid, but that's a good thing. I think I'm supposed to hate this kid. I was like, fuck this movie, it's a two. I hate it. <laughs> I, I think if you like this kid, I'd have to question whether I want to stay on the podcast. You're like, oh, that's this fair. kid's pretty cool. Like... I wish I could hang out with him. He's got some good ideas. I need some duct tape. If we ever, if we, Corey ever goes too far with the intern Corey picks, we just start saying we we relate to this kid. Yeah. <laughs> like I said, the Ghoulies card is still in my back pocket. Always. <laughs> Wash those pants with that card in the pocket. Never. Well, unless you guys have anything else. No, that's I all nothing. I got. All right. Well, we hope that Better Watch Out has left your brain throbbing with horror. Ah, it seems you've survived another fright. Be sure to look for the Throbbing with Horror pumpkin on all of your favorite social medias and local newspaper headlines. Rate us five stars on your favorite podcast platform. Or else, subscribe for more tantalizing terror and be ready for the new fear next week. If you dare.